unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I was, you know, separation anxiety, all this stuff, and these kids, when the leaders like walked around the corner, they shoved me into the fence, they threw me down on the ground, they kicked me in the private parts, and they said that you're such a retard, go back to Connecticut. And I just sat there and just cried on the ground as they walked away. Hello everyone, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. I'm Taylor and I'm here with our very special guest, Drew. And uh, he's come on here to talk about his book that he wrote. He's written a couple of books actually. <laughs> I feel like I've accomplished nothing in my life now because he's written two books. I think we did we did another episode with you yeah, before. We did. Uh-huh. It was all about uh, missionaries and mental illness. Yeah, right? correct. Uh-huh. We'll throw a link up for that one. but. Yeah. So you should go check that out. But today we're talking specifically more about uh, bullying and yep. and your book that you wrote about that. It's called... Uh, Stand Guard at the Door of Your Mind. Stand know, Guard at one. the Door of Your Mind. It's like a whole sentence, <laughs> <laughs> which is way cool. So yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, your book and yourself and yeah. a little so, bit Yeah. So I'm 25. Um, I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, writing is just something that's always been like therapy for me. Just writing out, journaling, you know. Like, yeah. It's just basically my books are my journals. So I just, all my personal experiences, all my stories, they just make their way into a format. That and you're like, I can make money off of this. It's into a book. I can publish yeah, this. exactly. <laughs> um, but this particular book, I basically wrote it because I wanted to give people an outlet to understand that, you know, we all struggle with various things in our lives. Mm. So I address... Um, topics such as, you know, mental health, I talk about suicide, I talk about pornography, I talk about bullying, I talk about, you know, what's the difference between success and failure? You know, why is failure seemed like it's it's such like a, a down topic, it's like a depressing thing to talk about failure. And I kind of switched that around to say, the only way that we truly learn in life is when we fail and pick ourselves back up. Yeah. And so, but yeah, this particular area that we're talking about today bullying is one of those topics in my book that i'm just super passionate about so i'm excited to share my story cool so the book itself is not all about bullying no yeah that's just that's one slice of it okay yeah but you're but you you're kind of an expert in that field (laughs) you could say i'm an expert because i've been uh i've i've been the victim of it multiple times okay so i grew up in connecticut that's where i was raised that's where my childhood takes place it's you know home to me still you know 15 years later just because I loved it so much, had so many great friends. Um, But I always experienced a lot of separation anxiety, which for people that don't really know what that is, it happens to be, you know, a state of mind, a diagnosis, whatever you want to call it, where you can feel really homesick when you leave a person or a place that you're comfortable with. Hmm. So for me, it manifested itself in a lot of fear, a lot of panic, a lot of, you know, like I said, homesickness when I would leave my mom. So whether that was, you know, gotcha. seven hours at school, whether that was like an overnight camp out, I would just get super sad. Is this when you were like when you were younger? Yeah, when I was younger. So it happened multiple times throughout my childhood, but it only lasts for like a month or two. And then I'd like bounce back and it'd be totally fine. Okay. Um, 
But when that's I was, a, that's a long time though. Yeah. You say that like so casually. Yeah. It's like a month or two, <laughs> no big deal. I still remember one day in like fourth grade, I went through like a whole box of tissues in like a four hour period just because I was wow. like crying so much. Oh, gosh. Um, but luckily, like there were the kids were nice, and you know what can you do? And so I ended up you know outgrowing those particular areas. And um, when I was twelve, my family moved to Utah. My dad got a new job and moved to Utah. Hmm. And I was excited because, you know, all my family was in Utah, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, we visited Utah once a year. So I was, you know, happy to be here. Um, and we moved in May of 2008. In August of that year, uh, I went on a scout camp with, you know, some people in the ward. And uh, that's kind of where my my journey with bullying began. So gotcha. I went to bed. I think it was like August second, two thousand eight. I woke up August third, and all of a sudden, my separation anxiety had come back, just out of the blue. Kicked in. And you were how old were you? Twelve. Twelve. So I woke up and I was like a wreck. I was like scared. I was like, "Where's you know my parents? You know, I don't want to be here." And it was just so such a new thing that I hadn't experienced in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you take into account, I was the new kid. Um, I wore glasses. I had this separation anxiety. And so I was kind of the perfect target for people to look yeah. at me and be like, oh, look at this, you know. So they're like, who's this crybaby, you know, that yeah. just moved here? Because um, they had all been in the same ward, same scouting troop for years. And so they were all close. And I was kind of this outsider that was coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been kind of, you know, introverted, sensitive, uh, and so that obviously didn't help knowing that I was now, you know, this, this kid that was constantly in a state of panic right. and fear and whatever. <laughs> um, and so that is kind of what started the bullying. And so I was around these kids, you know, a few days a week, cause I wanted to get out and I wanted to play and I wanted to go to church, go to school, but these kids just made it a living nightmare for me to want to go out. Um, I still remember the first major time that I was bullied, we had this alleyway right next to my house. And we were doing some service project in the alleyway. I was, you know, separation anxiety, all this stuff. And these kids, when the leaders like walked around the corner, they shoved me into the fence. They threw me down on the ground. They kicked me in the private parts. And they said that you're such a retard. Go back to Connecticut. And I just sat there and just cried on the ground as they walked away. And... At first, I was in a state of shock. Like, yeah. This like, is where totally, did that? Yeah, come this from? is totally new to me. Um, I didn't know that kids could treat each other that way, or would treat each other that way. Right. Um, and I went home, and I ran upstairs to my parents, and I said, "This just happened," and I was crying. And you know, to this day, um, their answer always stuck with me, and I never applied it because I don't feel that is the way to reciprocate towards bullies but they basically just said we'll call the retard back like kick him punch him back because you know well that's a generational thing you know whatever they just wanted me to stand up for myself in a way that was you know reciprocating the bullying with bullying in a sense yeah um but i've never felt like that was the answer whether that was because i was short whether that's because i thought i was going to get beat up more or whether that was just because i thought why would i stoop to the level of the bully in order to try and, you know, calm the chaos for a matter of minutes before they, you know, come back with a greater vengeance. Wow. So, and you, how long after that did you deal with this? Uh, four years. For four years? Yeah. So if, if 
bullying, if fighting back is not the answer, yeah. what was your answer? What was your response? Well, I mean, I didn't cope with it very well. Um, because the bullying got to us as an extent where it was just so bad, I was homeschooled seventh through ninth grade. And that actually perpetuated the bullying because now I wasn't the kid who was making all these other friends. I was still in the same house, same ward, same scouting trip. Didn't, you know, have an outlet with other people to get away. Yeah, that didn't do any good. And it's one of my regrets in life that I should have just gone to school and dealt with it that way. Um, Built a circle of support. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, I I used that pain and I coped with it by viewing pornography I coped with it by, you know, playing a lot of video games, just like all the stuff that you're like, that's unhealthy. You yeah. know, that isn't the best way to cope. That's not a good coping mechanism. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, t- a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's normal in the sense of, you know, it's just there. It's common. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's an escape. It's a distraction. Um, but, you know, obviously that particular coping mechanism taught me that that just brought more pain and more shame and more embarrassment instead of more relief. And so, yeah, I dealt with that for, you know, years, 12, 13, 14, 15. When I was 16, um, my parents decided they wanted to move houses. And so they moved like three miles away, which took us out of that ward, took us out of that stake, took us, you know, to a different place. Yeah. Um, And that's where I started to heal. But not necessarily heal in the sense of like, oh, things are better. It just kind of took me out of that scenario where I didn't see those kids that often anymore. Yeah. But unfortunately, it turned into cyberbullying at that point. Where, For Pete's sake. I know. <laughs> you can't um, get away from it. Yeah. Um, where these kids would text me these inappropriate jokes or would say hateful things, you know, and tell me to go hurt myself, stuff like that, where... Um, I would just read it and be like, what the heck? You know, like, what is going on? This isn't healthy. This isn't good. And then about six months after that, I started to play sports. I got out of the separation anxiety again and kind of took it from there to make more friends and do better things with my life. Um, But I still remember this is like the defining moment in my youth that taught me the importance of why bullying is is not healthy and why kindness is like the, the way to live a good life. I had just gotten back from school, it was a rough day, and I dropped my backpack downstairs, walked upstairs into my bathroom, and I turned on the light, I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, I'm always going to try to be kind to people because I never want someone to feel the way I felt. And just word for word, that's exactly what I said because it was just like that awakening moment for me that I was like, this is not the way to live a healthy, good life yeah. by treating others like they're less than, by making them feel like crap. Um, and I've tried to live that, you know, to this day, it's been a beacon of light that's just like, let me like, you're kind to people. And being kind to people isn't a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of, oh, you're not strong, you're too sensitive. It's actually a way to help people feel better about themselves and to bring more light into the world. Right. And I think through that process, like you actually, you make more friends, you get a stronger support group. Who would have thought? And who doesn't want that? (laughs) Who doesn't want more people, more of a support group to have around you at all times? Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) So uh, for a lot of our our viewers, I think 
I think a lot of people experience bullying, and if they don't experience like hand to hand bullying, yeah, they've experienced some form of uh, cyber bullying, yeah, um, or know someone that is being bullied or has been bullied or something like that, right? Yeah. So, what would you say to them if they came to you and asked you, like, just for advice, like, what do they do? What's something yeah. practical they can do right now, yeah, to help improve the situation? What would you say? You know, first of all, I completely empathize with you. I know exactly how it feels. Um, you're not, you know, weak. You're not a bad person. Unfortunately, this is common, and but we're going to deal with it in a healthy way. Yeah. And so I would say everyone's individual circumstances are different. Like for some people, it's actually, it may be the healthy thing to stand up for yourself in a way that you are a little bit physical. Sometimes you may need to push someone back and say, you know, I'm not going to deal with this and set a boundary right then and there. Yeah. Not necessarily reciprocate the bullying, but set a harsh boundary for yourself and say, I'm not going to be treated this way. Oh, what's wrong? You're going to cry? <laughs> Take a good look. You see any tears? <laughs> that makes sense. And I think that's healthy. Yeah. Sure. And that's healthy. Um, for other people, it may, you may not be in that particular situation or, you know, have the physical stature to do that. And, and you may need to cope in other ways. And I talk about this in the chapter that I write about in my book that you, there's a few different things that you can deal with this in a healthy way. Um, something that I say is get really good at something. And I use the quote by Frank Sinatra, the singer, he said, the best revenge is massive success. And that's honestly why I'm at where I'm at in my life, in a sense, because I took that pain and I used it to kind of drive the point home. I don't call anybody out in the book, but that those memories are ingrained in me. Yeah. And so I use I use that pain to kind of write about it in a way that can reach, you know, a lot of different people. Um, but I talk about, you know, if you like sports, go to the gym and work on your jump shot. Go to the skating rink and, you know, break out your skates and learn figure skating or something. I talk yeah. about learn how to be a great writer, a great scientist. I was just going to say, if you like writing, yeah, go ahead exactly. and start writing. Take that pain that you're experiencing and be kind to your future self by saying, you know what, I'm going to take these experiences and I'm going to get so dang good at this that the bullies 10 years from now are going to look at me and say, oh my gosh, like, I look what he him. did. Yeah. yeah, I remember what I did to him. And um, don't expect them to apologize because most likely they never will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say based on individual circumstance, decide what you're going to do. Um, try and bring in adults because it's not a sign of weakness to say, I need help. Like, can yeah. you like talk that's to your support group. Yeah, that's exactly. Your, that's your reinforcements. <laughs> and hopefully they're in a position to do that. And if yeah. not, then you go to that third step, which is just get super good at something, take that pain, take that heartache and let it drive you into becoming really good at something else. And then eventually you'll master that skill. You're, you'll master that activity and be able to use that to become successful and yeah. leave all of those memories behind. And what's great about that, uh, what I think is that like a lot of the time when people are bullied, they come to identify that with themselves. Like they, they define themselves by their bullies yeah. and how their bullies treat them. But finding something that you're really good at and becoming successful at it, like then you start to define yourself by that, exactly. by your strengths instead of by yes. the perceived weaknesses from 100%. other people. I love it. So yeah, yeah. So that kind of forms a new identity, and I think that's great. Yeah. Wow. So 
that's that's way cool. I'm gonna have to pick up this book and <laughs> uh, and check it out because it's yeah it addresses all kinds of stuff. But um, but thank you for for finding that part of your identity and mastering that yeah. because now you've turned it around and you can help other people with that. And he's the reason right there. And he's the, the grace. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without Jesus. And that's just like it may just be like a cliche, whatever, but. He was in the all perfect truth. example yeah, of that. In all truth, he was he is the perfect example of how to be kind and how to set boundaries and it's uh amazing grace. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, my pleasure. The book comes out first week in August. Okay. So And where where can we find it? Amazon is probably the easiest way that you can find it. Amazon's the easiest place to I find know to find anything. <laughs> um But it's also going on the shelves at Desert Book. Yeah, Desert Desert Books. Uh-huh. Cool. And um yeah, reach out to me on social media if you're getting bullied and you need someone to pick you back up because that's what I'm there for. So. Cool. And you're and they can find you where? Instagram, Facebook. It's Mr. Drew B. Young is my handle. You can probably put that in the show notes or something like that. So, we'll do that. We'll yeah. leave it down in the description. Thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, good luck with your bullies. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.